1: Marshall, Welcome to the wonders of your own imagination. For although I am about to tell you a horror story, it is really your imagination that will bring it to life for you. I shouldn't even say I will tell it. For it's really the story of Edward Somerset, as recounted in his private journal dated London, 1874 a truly harrowing account of what took place at Moorland Manor. Our mystery drama, The Headstrong Corpse, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by George Lothar and stars Suzanne Grossman and Gordon Gould. As you may know, it's a custom of mine, a hobby, if you will, to read old diaries and journals, the accounts of lives written down by people long since dead and in their graves. Recently, I had the good fortune to come across the journal of a certain Edward Somerset, a young London lawyer, barrister, the English would say, who tells a grisly tale of what took place at Moorland Manor in the year 1874. According to Edward Somerset... uh, But no. Let him tell the story in his own words, just as he recorded it in his journal. And so, this being the appointed day, I took the coach to the village of Burley, 20 miles south of London in Kent, and in spite of the storminess of the weather, made the trip in less than four hours. I found Margaret Brazilian... The girl I love devotedly, but who, alas, shall never be mine, in a terrible state of nerves. Edward, Edward, how glad I am to see you. And I you, my darling, though I feared you would not welcome the sight of me. Oh, darling, if only I'd never consented to marry Richard Westmore, never given my promise. You have no choice. Is there no escape, no way out? Only if Dr. Westmore releases you from your promise. rescinds the, the marriage contract you and your father signed. He'll never release me. In fact, he's coming for the weekend. He'll be here this evening. To set the date for our marriage. I will Perhaps be if I were to have a talk with him. Well, uh, there now, what's all there? Hobbs that? Hobbs and Mrs. Murchison having another their Mr. Hobbs is that. Is oh, no, it isn't, Mrs. Murchison. By no means. It's oh, we'll see, Mr. Hobbs. We'll see. Miss. What is it now, Mrs. Murchison? Since we buried my father a week ago, you and Hobbs have quarreled without let up. What is it this time? It's him and his lofty ears. That's what it is. Sir Simon was hardly cold in his coffin before Hobbs began lording it over me and the other servants. Now your father is dead. He seems to feel he's in charge. I am. That's the way Sir Simon would have wanted it. Oh, begging your pardon, miss, but as you know, I was butler and personal servant to your father before you were born. I've been with this family many years, most of my life, in fact. Whatever this disagreement between you and Mrs. Murchison may be, we'll discuss it another time. At the moment, we must go to the crypt. Fetch a lantern so you can light the way. Well, why do you stand there? Well, there'll be no need for me to enter the crypt, I trust. I don't believe so. Edward? No. The will merely states that the coffin was to be left open for a week and food and water left nearby. The master was always afraid of being buried alive. Deathly afraid. As many are. It's an all too common occurrence. But no, you needn't enter the crypt, Hobbs. Miss Tresillian must do that. And I, as a representative of the law firm of Costain and Loring, must accompany her. Yes, sir, but when it comes to putting the lid on the coffin and screwing it down... I'll do that. Since it seems to trouble you. Oh, thank you, sir. And I'll fetch the lantern. You may go, Mrs. Murchison. We'll discuss this matter later. Very well, miss. But Hobbes is becoming. He has become impossible. Oh, now, who could that be on such a day as this? Whoever it may be, let him in out of the storm, Mrs. Murchison. Yes, Miss Rabbit. Oh, thank you, Murchison. Thank you. Frightful day. Soaked to the skin. Lord Burley. What brings you out on such a day? Well, all days are good days for business, my dear. Business? Oh, I apologize. I haven't introduced you. This is Mr. Edward Somerset of Coston and Loring, my father's solicitors. No, I Edward Lord Burley. How do you do, sir? You're here on business, you uh, say? To be exact, to make another offer for Moorland Manor, my dear. You've chosen a bad time, my lord. Though, really, any time would be bad. As my father told you more than once, I think, Moreland is not for sale. <laughs> Wrong tense, my dear. It wasn't for sale, but it is now. Or, I happen to know, soon will be. What gives you that idea, Lord Burley? Excuse me, Lord... My... has brought the lantern, Edward. Lord Burley will have to excuse us. Ah, I had forgot. This is the day and no doubt the time for paying a visit to the family crypt, eh? <laughs> Your father had a fear of being buried alive. Well, I'm sure you'll find him dead enough. May I ask how you happen to be so well acquainted with the private affairs of Norland manor? How do you know this is the day we were to visit the crypt? There's little goes on in Burley, in the county and at the village, sir, that I don't know. Good day, too, sir. And you'll be hearing from me again, Mr. Sicilian terrible man certainly is well Margaret it's time yes Hobbs lead the way here we are I'll open the door give me the lantern Hobbs Wait here. Oh, yes, sir. Come, Margaret. Edward, I... I can't enter that awful place again. I'm afraid you must. It was your father's wish. It's so cold. damp. So... Oh. There. There's the open coffin. Let me just shine the lantern inside it to be sure your father's body is still there. Look, Margaret. Yes. The body is there. Go outside now. I'll put the lid on the coffin and screw it down. All right. I'll wait for you with Hobbs until you... Edward. What is it? There's something strange here. Something... Curious. The clothes on the body. The clothes? That isn't the suit we buried my father in. In fact, Edward... Oh, good Lord. It isn't my father's body. Now, now, now. Edward, I tell you, it isn't. You knew my father. He was much taller. And... He was thin heaven, you're right. But this makes no sense at all. It's his head. Yes, it is. I'm going to faint. Outside, quickly. I'll join you. Miss, what is it, Miss? Something horrible. Horrible oh, what, Miss? What? I don't dare say it, Hobbs. I don't dare think it. Mr. Somerset, sir, what is it? What is it in there? The the thing in the coffin. It's Sir Simon's head, but not his body. Not his body. Someone cut his head off, stole his body, and put another in its place. (laughs) Totally incredible, Somerset. Dr. Westmore, what I've just told you, I saw with my own eyes. So did Margaret. In fact, she was the one who first noticed it was the wrong body. Where is she? Resting. Or perhaps I should say recuperating. It was an awful shock for her. Well, no doubt. Have you notified the police? No. Well, why not, man? There's only a constable in the village, and I have heard he is anything but competent. I intend to send a message to the London police by coach tomorrow morning. Better still, I'll take it for you. I'd rather not wait till you leave on Monday. Oh, I'll not be staying the weekend now. Margaret will be in no mood or condition to discuss our wedding plans. And as a surgeon at London Hospital, I have much to do. No point wasting my time here. You don't exactly sound like a man in love, Dr. Westmore. In love? With Margaret, of course. (laughs) But I'm not... Nor is she with me. It's all purely a financial arrangement, you understand. Well, no, I didn't quite. Oh, but of course. An arrangement I made with Sir Simon. He was a very ill man for nearly a decade. He sought my rather special services, if I may say so. But as you know, Morland is mortgaged to the hilt, and he was unable to pay. In return, he offered you his daughter's hand in marriage? And Morland Manor... Even though the estate is heavily mortgaged, it'll give me a tidy sum. A fortune, in fact, once I sell it. Now, look here, let's go down to the crypt. I want to see for myself. I'll ring for Hobbs first. You say you're not in love with Margaret? Not in the least. I am. Oh, are you indeed? And she's in love with me. Yes. Yes. I don't know quite how to ask this, except to ask it. Will you release, Margaret? Why, of course not. Even if... Oh, Hobbs. You rang, sir? Yes. Dr. Westmore and I want to go down into the crypt. Bring a lantern, will you? Yes, sir. Oh, and tell Mrs. Murchison she can serve tea in half an hour. Ah, yes, sir. As I was saying, doctor, even if Margaret signed over, all right to Moreland, to you? Why should I bargain for what will be mine once we marry? And if she refuses to marry you? She won't. Margaret is a woman of honor. What do you know of honor, Dr. Westmore? Now, if you mean to insult me, Somerset... I mean to give you the truth. I've had you investigated, Doctor, quietly but thoroughly. I happen to know that you have twice been brought before the Royal College of Surgeons on charges of conduct unbecoming a physician. Charges which could not be proved for lack of evidence. I was not guilty. That you are presently under investigation by the same College of Surgeons... Who this time do have the evidence to revoke your license and will, Dr. Westmore, because you are considered unworthy of the name doctor and will be barred from medical practice. <laughs> you have been thorough, Somerset. Perhaps, under the circumstances, you'd prefer I went down the crypt without your company. I'd better go with you, since one of the charges against you is that of body snatching. I'll take the lantern, Hobbs You wait here Oh, thank you, sir Oh, and you told Mrs. Murchison about tea Well, I'm sorry, sir, but I couldn't find her about What do you mean? She must be somewhere in the house No, sir At least I was unable to find her And you did want the lantern right away, sir No matter This way, Westmore Hmm. Those coffins stacked one on top of another, their occupants have certainly been dead for years. Some of them for nearly a century. Curious. Is that Sir Simon's coffin there, the one with the lid off? Yes. And as you can see, the body isn't that of Sir Simon, but... Good Lord! What in the name of... Here, raise the lantern. Let's have some more light. You did say the head. Was Sir Simon's? It was. But this is... It's the head of a woman. Katie. Katie? Katie Johnson. The maid. What's this? Well, it's incredible. First, if I'm to believe you, Sir Simon's body was exchanged for another, and now his head? Is this some sort of a joke? I don't think so, Westmore. But if it is, it's the joke of someone gone mad. Stark mad. A baffling mystery, wouldn't you say? You might even call it a heady. Oh, sorry, I couldn't resist that. Edward Somerset's Daily Journal, recording what took place later on, is even more baffling and, I'm afraid, more ghastly. Most of this strange story, the body of it, there I go again. All I meant to say was, there's more to come. things. But I must confess that even I, somewhat of a connoisseur of the shocking, was totally stunned by Edward Somerset's account of what happened following the gruesome discovery that Sir Simon's head had now been replaced by Katie Johnson's. If I was appalled merely in reading about what had taken place, the feelings of those who actually lived through these ghastly events can be imagined. But where is my father's body, head and body? Whose body is it in the coffin? Who killed Katie Johnson, severed her head from her body, and put it in my father's coffin? What? Margaret, I beg you, enough. I can't answer even one of your questions, let alone a dozen. I didn't ask a dozen, Edward. You need not snap my head off. No, 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 no. We're all somewhat nerved up. Talk. Talk, talk. We sit here talking when we should be doing something. Perhaps you have a suggestion, my dear Margaret. At least one murder has been committed in this house. Possibly two. Katie Johnson and whoever's body, that is, in my father's coffin. Shouldn't we notify the police? The village constable is worse than useless. Dr. Westmore has offered to take a message to the London police when he leaves in the morning. You'll not be staying the weekend? I may soon cease to be a doctor, Margaret certainly if the College of Surgeons rescinds my license. But I still retain some remnants of the gentleman. You are certainly in no mood to discuss our wedding plans. Neither now nor at any other time. Ah, well, you have no choice there. Perhaps she does, or could have, if, as you say, you do retain some gentlemanly qualities. You refer to the suggestion you made earlier just before we went down into the crypt. Yes. What suggestion? ...that Westmore released you from your pledge to marry him... ...in return for Moorland Manor. Which, after all, is really what he wants. Not quite, my dear fellow. Not altogether quite. What do you mean? If you don't love Margaret... Love has nothing to do with it. It's a matter of convenience and what is best for me. I don't understand. Well, you would if you'd allow me to finish. Once my license to practice medicine is revoked... ...and it will be this time, I'm sure... ...I shall go into business... Contacts, Important contacts are vital to business success. And the making of contacts requires a good deal of entertaining. So you see, I shall need a wife to fill the role of hostess. Does that answer you? Yes. I guess it does. I beg your pardon, Miss Margaret. Oh, Hobbs, yes. You asked me to find out where Mrs. Murchison had got to, and I... I have, miss. Where did you find her? In the kitchen, sir, where she claimed she'd been all the time. Only she hasn't. Did you tell her I want to see her? Yes, miss, he did. And I came straight along. Where have you been the past hour? In the kitchen, miss. Preparing tonight's dinner. Mrs. Murchison, more than an hour ago, I asked Hobbs to let you know he wanted tea. And he couldn't find you. Well, I don't know why not, Mr. Somerset. I've been in the kitchen all that time. And as for tea, there was no need to give me an order. Tea is always served in this house at five. Then why didn't you serve it? Too busy getting dinner, miss. I gave Katie instructions to serve it today. She never got to do it. God rest her soul. Hobbs said he couldn't find you. Not anywhere. Well, that is a lie. I have been in that kitchen the last two hours. Never left it once. He's lying, he is. Trying to get me into trouble. Oh, come now, Murchison. Why would Hobbs want to get you into trouble? Because I know too much about him. That's why. And he's afraid I might tell what I know. He wants to see me disappear. The woman is mad. Stark mad. Am I? Am I? We have been paid no salary in this house for six months. Now, not that I'm complaining, Miss. I'm not. But ask him how he can afford to buy the finest of vintage wines to swill down his gullet. Ask him who pays for the costly cigars he smokes. And ask him where he gets the money for the expensive suits, shoes, whatever he wears when he goes to London on his days off. Ask him. Is it true, Holmes? Well, yes, miss, I'll not deny that I enjoy a good wine and a fine cigar... How do I pay for them? Why, Miss, your father paid me well in the many years I served him. I was able to save considerable. And that misses all there is to it. Though Mrs. Murchison would like you to think otherwise. Think what? Well, Mrs. Murchison? Nothing, Miss. I've said too much already. Now, if you'll excuse me, i have a roast cooking. One minute. Sir? The inside of your right arm. I just noticed when you turned. It's smeared with with what looks like blood. Blood? Well, look at it. Oh. Oh yes. Is it blood, Mrs. Murchison? Why well, I I I guess it is. Yes, I I uh preparing the roast cutting it. I, I must have got a smear of blood on me. Is that how you got it, Mrs. Murchison? What do you mean, Dr. Westmore? Nothing. Nothing, Mrs. Murchison. May I go, miss? Yes. And you too, Hobbs. Oh, yes, ma'am. Well, she could have got that blood on her from cutting the roast of beef. Or from cutting something else. <laughs> My suspicions of Mrs. Murchison were sharply aroused. I had myself stated to Westmore that whoever was responsible for these ghoulish happenings must be mad. Stark mad. I was speculating on all this in the drawing room after dinner, paying little attention to something Margaret and Westmore were discussing, when, to the surprise of us all, Lord Burley was announced for the second time that day. His Lordship miss. Nice? Ah, uh, good evening, Miss Brazilian. Mr. Somerset, and uh, you, Dr. Westmore. Good evening. Lord Burley, I thought our business had ended this afternoon. Ah, no, my dear. Business, sound business, that is, never takes no for an answer. Since I could not reason with you, I decided to ride over and, if possible, reason with your husband to (laughs) be. To to answer your look, doctor, yes, I heard you were here. Is there anything you don't know, Lord Burley? (laughs) Very little, very little. As your betrothed may have mentioned to you, I'm interested in buying Moreland Manor. She didn't mention it, no. Ah, yes. Well, I am prepared to make you, all things considered, a quite decent offer, Doctor. Once you come into possession through marriage, of course. Uh, would you be interested? I would, indeed. Uh, why do you want Moreland, Lord? Well, it adjoins my own estate. The 780 acres of Moorland would be a welcome addition. I should think so, yes. Hmm. Hmm. What you've prepared to offer. One pound per acre, 780 pounds. That isn't an offer, Lord Burley. It's an insult. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. If you look at it in the right light, Doctor, all things considered, as I said, it's uh, really something of a compliment. As attorney for the estate, I can assure you it's worth a very great deal more than 780 pounds. Oh, can you, Mr. Somerset? Can you indeed? in your position you must also be aware that the estate is impoverished yes but that taxes are now a year in arrears yes still i know i know you entertain the hope the forlorn hope mr somerset that through proper management through improved land production you might salvage the estate i would hope that dr westmore would when he becomes owner well hasn't he told you he means to sell more land within a month perhaps less you'd be willing to settle for shillings. What do you mean by that? I mean quite simply, my dear, that there would be no one here to run the place for you. No servants, no farmers, no stable help, no one. Why not? But because of the strange things taking place here, I refer to the occurrences in the family vault, are already known in the village, and the people are frightened. In a few days, they will shun Moorland Manor as if it contained bubonic plague. But this is... Well informed as you may be on what goes on in Burley. You couldn't be this informed. Unless... Yes? Nothing. No, no, I, I insist. Unless what, my dear? I said nothing. But your silence signifies everything. If you're implying that I have a more than ordinary knowledge of what is going on here, that I am in some way involved, then out with it that is indeed what i do sir well then let me assure you that you are wrong i have my sources of information yes i I have my informants indeed a network of them but i am not i repeat not a body snatcher body snatcher good lord man what do you think is behind all this (sighs) body snatching oh heaven help us what naivete do you think someone is simply playing games, having some sort of ghoulish fun? You, Miss Tressilian, and you, Mr. Somerset, yes, I can understand it with you, too. But Westmore, you? Do you mean to say you haven't suggested this possibility? this probability to these two young people. Should I have? Ah, but you know better than anyone the need of bodies for dissection purposes the, for the training of medical students. Medical schools will pay ten pounds for a fresh body, and fifteen, as you damn well know, sir, for a fresh head. Really? You're far more knowledgeable than I am, sir. Oh, you know nothing of it, eh? You, whose case is on trial this very moment before the College of Surgeons, for just such practices, you know nothing? What is he on trial for? I thought it was body-snatching alone. Know oh, that, of course, of course. But in the eyes of the authorities, something... ...far more vile. Dr. Westmore is a grave robber. What? Yes, my dear. He not only snatches corpses, but robs them as well. Is this true? I, I own to nothing. You needn't your face, says all. Blast you, Lord Burley. For what you've done to me these past minutes. I, to you? Have you not done it to yourself, sir? Yes, heaven above, help me, yes. Yes. But I had hopes, stupidly had hopes, that I might repair the damage I've done others and myself. I dared to hope that with the monies I would receive from the sale of Moreland, I might regain some reputation, some respect, some personal dignity. I ask your pardon. I, I had not known you. You had in you even a spark of decency. Only a spark. Nevertheless, a spark which I might have fanned into flame. And you may still. What I have said has been said within the confines of this house. No, Lord Burley, It has been said within the confines of this woman's heart and will echo there till the day she dies. Ah, well, Phil, I, I am sorry. But now as to my offer to buy more and An Manor... Another time. We'll discuss it another time, if at all. Then I had best take my leave. That would be best. And Lord Burley. My dear. Don't come back. The revelation of another side to Dr. Westmore's character, a good side, came as a surprise to both myself and Margaret. Unhappily, this better side of Dr. Westmore as Margaret and I discovered in a long discussion with him following birdie's departure, by no means influenced him in releasing Margaret from her obligation to marry him. Then finally he had retired for the night. Margaret and I sat hopelessly talking of the future. Edward, Edward, I love you so. From the thought of marrying Dr. Westmore, I shudder at it. I too, my darling. There must be something... Something. What? What solution have you thought of? One that only God could arrange, I'm afraid. Westmore's death. Oh, Ed, Edward. Frankly, there have been times when I've been nearly driven to arrange it myself. You mustn't say such things, Edward. Not even think them. <sighs> Two in the morning. No wonder we're having such wild thoughts. We're tired. I'll say goodnight to you, my dearest. Edward, what in heaven's name, Mrs. Murchison? But where is she? There are screams. Oh, the crypt. The crypt. that way. Stay here. No, I'm coming with you. Here's the crypt. Don't come in, Margaret. Madison, Edward. Oh, Mrs. No. Murchison. Oh, Mrs. Oh, oh, Mr. What is it, Mrs. Murchison? What are you doing here in the crypt? The oh, what's happened to me? Look there! He's he's behind the cloth. Go and look. See for yourself. Good Lord, Edward! What? No, don't look, Margaret. I must. of Edward Somerset's journal, I could hardly wait to turn the page to find out what new horror had taken place in the crypt. And a horror it was. A shocking horror. As you'll discover... Shall we turn that page of Edward Somerset's journal? Personally, I could scarcely wait to do so. But I am used to horrors; I can sort of take them in my stride. While you, on the other, you insist. Very well then. We turn the page. sure she wasn't about to collapse, I turned my attention to Mrs. Murchison and said, pull yourself together, Mrs. I, Murchison. I, I'll try. I, I'll, I'll try. And answer me. What are you doing here in the crypt oh, and at this hour of the morning? I, I, well, answer me. I wanted to clear myself, clear yourself, to prove my innocence. Now, last night when you saw the blood smear on my arm... The way you looked at me, all of you, the way you talked, I could see you suspected me of doing these, these foul things. But what brought you here? What could you expect to prove here? I don't know. I only know I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned all sorts of thoughts going through my head, all sorts of needs to prove to you that your suspicions of me were unfounded. I came down here in desperation, I suppose, thinking I might find something, some clue, some bit of evidence that would give the lie to Hobbes. Instead, I found that. What do you mean, give the lie to Hobbes? Sir, I was in the kitchen all the time he claims he was looking for me, the time when poor Katie was murdered. Oh, and so that blood on my arm was from cutting the roast beef from nothing else. So you say. You don't believe me still. Why should I? We find you here in the crypt under very curious circumstances, and you expect us to believe your not very convincing story? It's the truth. I swear to you, Sonia, you miss, it's true. That's to be seen. The question now is, what's to be done? Edward, the police must be notified as soon as possible. Yes, Dr. Westmore was going to take a message to London tomorrow morning. Well, someone else will have to do it now. Edward? Yes? Are we... dealing with a madman? I'd say what's in that coffin answers your question, Margaret. If we had found Dr. Westmore's head, just the head, I might still have some doubts, but not any more. Not after finding Westmore's head with the lips cut off. Terrible, terrible! What happened to Doctor Westmore? Yes. Will you uh, will you be long in London, sir? Only overnight. I'll return in the morning with, I hope, some member of the police force who can get to the bottom of what's going on at Moorland. Strange, strange. First, Sir Simon's body taken, but his head left in the coffin. Then, his head gone, and Katie's. Oh, the poor girl. Her head put in its place. And now, Dr. Westmore's head in place of Katie's, and the lips cut off. Horrible, horrible day have you any idea, sir, as to what's behind this? I have my suspicions, Hobbs. But that's all they are, suspicions. Uh, well, now, you'll be sure to return on the morning coach, and so I'll be there to meet you. Yes. Depend on me. And there now, you see, the village just below us in the valley. <laughs> I told you we'd be in plenty of time. Oh. touched your dinner miss I'm not hungry Mrs. Murchison. Oh small wonder all that's happened here and some of the village farm hands telling you today that they'd not be coming back to Moulin to work the fields. I'll see who it is miss. Lord Brewley. Is your mistress at home Mrs. Murchison? I'll see my lord. No need I'm sure she is. I thought I had informed you, Lord Burley, that your presence here is no longer desired. You may change your mind about that. If you've come to see me about... I've come to see the crypt, if I may have your permission. Whatever for? I learned today that a good number of your farmhands have left you because of the doings here. Well, for my benefit, once I own Moorland, I think it best to clear up the mystery of the crypt as quickly as may be. You think you can? (laughs) I know I can. Because, you see, I know, on good authority, the reason behind what's been going on. Is it body snatching? Yes. So, in any case, I am informed. But I wish to see for myself before taking action. I have your permission. Very well. Come along, then. First, I want to look in the coffin. Ah, poor Westmore. Lips mutilated as I was informed. Whatever it is you wish to see or do, will you do it quickly? To be absolutely sure, I'll open the top coffin on this stack. No. You can't do that. It's sacrilege. That's the coffin of my mother. I'm afraid it was the coffin of your mother, my dear. In truth, I'm afraid many of these coffins no longer contain their original occupants. They are now used as storage boxes for much fresher corpses. Now, with your permission, then. Yeah, so. See for yourself, Margaret. Please. I'd rather not. Oh, come, come, you must. This once. I, I want you to know I speak the truth. Look. But why? If bodies are in such demand, why store them away? Why not sell them at once? My dear, you are as devoid of business sense as your father. In business, there is an inexorable law known as the law of supply and demand. When supply exceeds demand, prices fall and vice versa. There is more demand for corpses at some times than at others, more demand for heads at certain times. At the moment, medical schools are in need of heads. Why, I haven't the vaguest idea. My informant didn't know. I do. What? Hobbs. Hobbs, what are you doing here? No need to answer that, Hobbs. That butcher knife in your hand is answering enough. Answer enough for you. Oh. Damn your oh. rotten shoulder. Oh. 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 Stop yeah. in the yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Rotten. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. <coughs> eyes and ears eyes and ears everywhere nothing hidden from him oh no everything knew all about what was going on down here i even knew i'll be bound that that i am the body's nature. you 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 didn't know you didn't even suspect <laughs> mr somerset did lord burley did Dr. Westmore, oh, yes, he he more than suspected. He knew, because he was the one who bought what I had to sell. Westmore? He started me, but I, I ended him. I had to. Why? Why did you have to? He was soon to go on trial before the College of Surgeons. They have enough evidence to convict him, to break him down. And he have told everything, including where he got the bodies, the heads, for me. Yes, <laughs> for me. That's why I had to cut off his lips so he'd never tell. Never. You're mad. Yes, that may be. The bodies, the heads. How did you... How did you transport them? The nearest medical schools are in London. I have a carriage, well, more a wagon in the village. And the night before, I would go to London on my days off. I would take what I had to sell into the village and stack them away in the wagon. You, you thought I went to London by coach. No, I never did. I always went in my wagon, <laughs> taking my produce to market to Dr. Westmore. And I never suspected. I never knew. Well, you do now. No. No, don't. Don't kill me, Hobbs. Please, I don't must, kill me. I must and cut off your lips so you can't ever see. No, please! I'll be quick. It won't no, hurt. No. Oh, yes. I've become very. No. Oh, Mr. Summer. You, you came back. I never went. But Hobbs will never know that now. Edward, oh, darling, darling. He was was a body snatcher than he i know, dearest. I heard everything he said. But I knew the whole story before I came back from the village. You didn't go to London. I never intended to. The more I thought about it, the more it seemed that if Lord Burley could buy information, and he couldn't have got it any other way, then maybe if I spread the word in the village that I was willing to pay and pay handsomely, well... In any case, I did. And it worked. You learned about Hobbes. Everything. Thank God you arrived in time. I thank him not only for that, but for the future that lies ahead for us. There are two important tasks I shall devote the rest of my life to. One is restoring Moreland Manor to what it once was. And the other? Making you the happiest woman on earth. And so ended, happily, the strange and horrifying events at Moorland Manor. Edward Somerset continued his journal for many years, and I'm glad to be able to tell you that he did restore Moorland Manor to its former splendor. And he must have made Margaret at least one of the happiest women on earth, if nine children mean anything. Our story took place in 1874. There are many who say the world was a better place to live in then. Maybe it was, I don't know. All of us do face many problems, many frustrations, many fears these days. But one fear we don't have now that just about everyone had then is the fear of being buried alive. At least I don't think we have. Our cast included Suzanne Grossman, Gordon Gould, Anne Petoniak, Ian Martin, Kurt Benson, and George Lothar. The preceding Mystery Theater program was furnished by the CBS Radio Network. This is WOR New York and RKO General Station. At the WOR time signal, exactly 8 o'clock Eastern Daylight Saving Time, here's John Wingate with the news.
0: In business, you rarely hear the expression, for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there.